Hey everyone, it's Austin Solomon, the Solomon Group at Cobalt Banker. Today we're talking about problems with price per square foot. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of The Real Problems with Price per Square Foot. This is going to be a good one. In real estate, uh, agents, buyers, homeowners are always looking for quick and easy ways to come up with property values. And one of them that gets tossed around a lot and probably tossed around incorrectly a lot of times is price per square foot. So examples would be a buyer would say, hey, this property is at $110 a square foot and this one's at 160 Austin, what's, you know, why is that? Why is there such a big discrepancy? A lot of times this kind of on, online on the websites, the websites will have a little area where it shows you the price per square foot. And uh, it's not a bad reference point, but a lot of times um, it's not it's not good to put too much weight on that. And, and here's why. Uh, there's so many different variables when coming up with a property's value. There's location, there's the amount, the lot size, there's the quality of construction, there's updates, all those different pieces which uh, can go into that, you know, that price per square foot. Um, but more so where, where I see it, where I see it uh, probably the most uh, tossed around the most incorrectly is, is when you have a basement that's finished versus like a home with a finished basement and a home without a finished basement. Uh, so uh, let me give you an example. There's a thousand square foot home. It's a ranch style house with an unfinished basement. And for example, we're going to say it's 150,000. Okay. So $150,000 house, thousand square feet, $150 a square foot. Great. Now let's say that homeowner is looking to, you know, increase their square footage. So what do they do? They go to Menards, they pick up uh, some drop ceiling or what would be ceiling tiles and the materials for, for, you know, a nice, nice ceiling, you know, ceiling tile would be a much cheaper way than, for example, drywall. And they, they get paneling for the walls and the cheapest commercial carpet that they can find to roll out on the concrete floor. So the materials to finish this basement are, let's say, for example, 8,000. So you grab the materials, you go home, you roll out the carpet you just glue paneling on the walls and you, uh, you know, install your, your drop ceiling. Okay. So for $8,000, you technically, you know, finished a thousand square, you have a finished basement now. Um, now that finish, you know, just added a thousand square feet. Uh, and, uh, now your home is 2000 square feet. You doubled the size of your house for $8,000. <laughs> you didn't really double the size of your home. You just added, you know, you know, you doubled the, what would be considered finished square feet. So now if you use that same $150 a square foot, you know, number, well, then your home would be worth 300000 Well, clearly you can see that that logic doesn't make a whole lot of sense uh, because, the when you when you go and finish a basement you you can't use the you can't use that same price per square foot number when it comes to uh, finished square feet in the basement but you see it all the time uh, because you see that number calculated by the total square footage well 
if a property has an un, doesn't have a finished basement, um, you can't really use that as a as a comparison. Uh, and this is, this example is why. So in general, homes that don't have finishes finished basements, they're going to have a much higher price per square foot. Why? Because because it doesn't cost that much to finish a basement relative to add an additional square foot, say, on the side of your house. Um, yeah, so I once I once even had, I had a real estate agent, you know, had wrote an offer on a property of mine and attached a market analysis where they had, you know, definitively came up with the price per square foot of, of homes in the surrounding area and to which... Um, they consulted their buyer that they would only pay X amount. I was the listing agent working with the seller. And even that real estate agent had uh, a variety of different homes, um, some of which had, you know, again, paneling, old asbestos tile in the basement as a floor covering and uh, very cheaply finished basements. And they were using that to uh, advise a buyer on what the price per you know square foot should be on on uh, the home that I had for sale, which in that case just had an unfinished basement. So even real estate agents get this mixed up a lot of times. So um, so again, this is one of the biggest ways that price per square foot can be problematic. Uh, another extreme example too, just to kind of, you know, call, just to kind of show you guys an example um, would be, you know, lot values. So a lot of times, you know, people forget that the lots, you know, the value of the land that the house is, is underneath also would skew potential, you know, price per square foot uh, numbers. So for example, a property that's on the lake obviously is going to have a higher price per square foot than a home that's just on a normal, normal lot. Uh, the other thing too is price per square foot, it varies a lot between styles of homes. Uh, it's a lot cheaper to build up than to build out. And so uh, in general, you'll see, you know, for builders, it's more expensive to build a ranch-style home or a one-story versus uh, a two-story uh, when you're when you're talking about, you know, again, it's cheaper to build up than it is to build to build out. Then um, you have like buy levels, uh, which again, the foundations aren't as as deep into the ground, and so the excavation costs are less, and um, so those properties have are a little bit, you know easier to you know not easier but a little less expensive in excavation so the price per square foot of those homes are less than uh, than potentially the, the ranch so there's just a lot of different variations when it comes to styles too um, when when looking at you know comparing price per square foot another piece so wh when does it become valuable uh, if you have a lot of uniform homes in a you know subdivision or in an area for example you know, there's a few subdivisions in our Wausau area where a lot of the homes are very similar and they may, they may have, you know, five to 10 different layouts of homes that were mass, you know, built, you know, built very quickly, not very quickly, I should say, but built over the, um, the course of, you know, five to 10 years. And they're very similar homes. Like you might have, you know, 25 of the same homes in a subdivision spread out. And in that case, looking at the price per square foot would be beneficial because they're very, you know, uniform. So there you go. So price per square foot, just to kind of recap, when you're looking at that number, 
you have to be very cautious. Is it talking about price per total square foot? Is it just talking about above ground square feet where the basements aren't finished? Um, so there's some of the cautions that when you're, when you're tossed around those numbers, just to be you know, cautious on. So thanks for tuning in on this week's episode of The Real. And please join me on the next one. <laughs>